Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. This is AJ Rounds from Rev Road and Jake McCarg from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. We are here today with Jordan and Gavin from Dynamic Blending. Thanks Welcome. For us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah we're excited to have you. Uh, so for the listeners, um, the first thing that we like to do is uh, hear your 30-second elevator pitch. And uh, they played paper, rock, scissors earlier. Okay. And Gavin <laughs> lost. So okay, Gavin. he's yeah. going to do the 30-second elevator pitch. I just got to say, every time I hear blending, I think of, will it blend? Right? Yeah, but yeah. I know it's not that, but I wonder if it's something similar. I'm excited Close. to learn about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're a personal care, hair care, oral care, and OTC, or otherwise known as over-the-counter drug manufacturer. So um, we do, we basically manufacture all the things that people um, use to get ready in the morning. So they're, you know, lotions and shampoos and conditioners, um, everything down to, uh, we'll do CBD products. Um, we have the ability to do food products, but we're currently not doing that. Uh, but really anything that uh, somebody would use a male or female to get ready in the morning. We, we produce that, that mm. type of product. Lotions and potions. That's it. That's what we I call it. it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. So how did you get into that? Um, so we, you know, uh, right off, I think for Jordan, right out of high school. And for me, right as I got back, uh, from serving a two year mission, I got back and, uh, uh started working at another contract manufacturer, uh, here in town in Salt Lake County. Um, and it was kind of when they were very first starting out. So I think we were like one of one and two of like 10 employees at the time. So really new startup at the time. Um, and so we kind of started there and, and worked there uh, and kind of all over throughout that organization. And then as we got more and more educated and got our undergraduate degrees, um, mine was in the science side. And, and so I moved into the research and development formulations like chemist uh, type uh, work and, uh, and you know just learned as much as we could while we could when we were there but um, you know we got back from uh, I was probably Facebook stalking Jordan and he was <laughs> we hadn't talked to each other for several years because we kind of our paths had diverted um, and I went to law school and was doing that and Jordan was uh, getting his business degree in international business and um, we decided to meet back up and, and, uh, dynamic was born. So sunrise ever since, yeah. right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. What, um, so tell me, give me just maybe add five more seconds onto your 30 second pitch, right? So what, what makes what you're doing right now so unique compared, I mean, what's your unique value proposition? I'm curious. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, how we approach the industry is very different than our competitors. You know, a lot of our competitors are, you know, 30, 40 year veterans that, you know, in the industry that have been doing it forever. You know, they've, they've got this process that, you know, they don't want any outside people. They don't want any startups. They don't want any, you know, new business to some degree. Right. And so they make it really hard, that barrier to entry to enter. If you're someone that says, hey, you know, I want to go start my own line of men's skincare products. Well, it used to be really difficult until we came along and, and <clears throat> what really helped us was offering a thousand unit minimum order quantity, you know, because most of these manufacturers, when you go run product, you know, they want 25,000 units, 50,000 units, and that's per SKU. So if you have like 
a whole line of products, you know, like a shampoo, a conditioner, a men's wash, like all this stuff. You can see how that adds up by us offering a thousand units. Well, now all of a sudden the floodgates open for everybody. Mm. And then, you know, we have the R and D side, which helps people create their formulas and stuff. So now all of a sudden we've created this like vertically integrated turnkey manufacturing, you know, process that, that is really unbeatable in the market right now. I mean, even our marketing team, you know, is, is an agency now that we're spinning out. Oh, so cool. we've got top, you know, cosmetic chemists that can create formulas from scratch cool. production. You know, we're adding robotics soon to, to our production lines. So every single area, we're very innovative and forward thinking and, cool. you know, we'll develop products that we don't even manufacture, but just because, you know, we can develop them on the R and D side. So I think that's what, you know, makes us different. So you're wholesale, you're on the wholesale side, not the retail side. Is that right? You're building, you're, you're manufacturing them for other yes. clients essentially. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got mm -hmm. it. We okay. don't have our own product offering. So it's kind of nice for us. We're, um, you know, as our customers do well, we do really well. So that's kind of the way we've built the business. We've grown with some of the, the brands that came in through the door, but now we can cater to the very large fortune 50 running, you know, millions and millions of units a month, uh, down to that thousand unit quantity so that we're still able to stay true to who we were mm -hmm. and like help the, the, the startup. Like, you know, uh, I know we've, we've been helped it from different banking, uh, institutions and, and people that have helped us. Like we've been, uh, you know, helped. And, uh, so we want to try and return that to them and cool. it's been huge. As someone who works with startups every day, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, <laughs> both that of us. Is, <laughs> yeah, Jake and I both. I mean, thank you. That's that's really cool that you've tailored your business to them because there are a lot of things that they can't participate in or even mm -hmm. come close to becoming, you know, getting uh, taking part in, I should say, because they're, they, the quantities are just outrageous, yeah. right? So you guys are tailored to that specifically. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I think the other thing that kind of really separates us is the quality, the overall quality that we deliver. Mm -hmm. And in, in our industry, it's, you know, they're getting what they paid for. So, uh, you know, that that's something that everybody wants. You know, the, the biggest brand in any Target or Walmart or any brand, that's what they want. And so yeah. we created our quality system to the drug standard. So everything is produced at the level of what you would produce an actual pharmacology type drug. Mm. Uh, so it's super quality, everything, there's traceability throughout the process. So if there was an issue, we'd be able to pinpoint exactly where it happened. Um, and, and it's very transparent what we do. Um, and that's really what our customers love about us. Yeah, and I'll add That's just cool. one thing. I mean, we're audited almost monthly, you huh. know, so we have probably more facility certifications than any of our competitors, you know. So we have multiple like ISO certifications, OTC, kosher, halal, USDA. So we can manufacture for Whole Foods hippie toothpaste or we can manufacture, you know, the next... <laughs> Paul Mitchell for your okay. hair, you know, that's really complex and going to cost a hundred dollars a bottle. And I think that's what makes us so unique and that flexibility and the expertise to just, oh, you know, cool. move. And we're the owners, right? We're not owned by private equity or, you know, VCs or anything that they're going to dictate like where the business goes, you know, it's you have that Gavin. Control. we're in the business every day. Yeah. You know, we're there on boots on the ground. So managing by walking around essentially. Yeah. I, one, one certification I would maybe throw on top of all the ones that you have, maybe you have it, but Go out and get the Costco certification, right? Mm -hmm. The the checkpoints they put in place to mm -hmm. have companies come in and bring their products into their stores is unbelievable. 
Yeah. So we, we've been through that one. Have yeah. you been through that one too? Target. Okay, you've got yeah. it all. That's Target. It. Yeah. Everything you can think of. So. Okay. Yeah, so we Good. just got a new one like BSG or DCSG or something. A new like sports one for yeah. a new like CBD, you know, something. So, yeah, a lot of you the, know, if there's a new one, we'll get it if we need to for our customers. Which so. seems like a huge pain point probably in your business. You're like, oh, my goodness, another certification. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As, as consumers, mm-hmm. we really appreciate the fact that, you know, companies are so conscientious about safety and making sure mm-hmm. things are, you know, manufactured correctly and and uh, with quality and with, you know, sanitary conditions and things like that. So that's it's probably a good thing. Yeah, and the nice thing for us is, like, we don't really, we've never had to change anything in our quality system. So we've mm-hmm. met those criteria of all these different certifications mm. with the system we have. What they're so, telling us, Jake, is we could eat breakfast off of their... You could lick the floor, floor. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great it's, to me. It's, <laughs> I've actually been to their facility, and I know that's true. So. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's probably the biggest comment we get. We've had people like Johnson & Johnson walk through there with their executive team, and that's, you know, our facility is clean. Let's have know, lunch on the floor. organized. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's clean. That's great. So, so uh, you said something interesting, uh, Jordan, that um, you guys are the owners and you get to make the decisions. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important um, to to consider when you're developing a business. And I, I know a little bit of the background. Um, and so because of the relationship you guys have with Central Bank. Yes. But can you talk about um, that decision on whether or not you were going to double down on yourselves or, or bring in outside funding mm-hmm. um, and then the impact that that's had on the trajectory of your business? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously it's a hard decision for anybody, you know, like, like, you know, my story just backing up is I, you know, I met Gavin at another manufacturer. I left there when he went to law school, I went to a bigger manufacturer that was doing, you know, uh, oral care toothpaste for GSK. So a lot of sensitive toothpaste, like high volume, you know, I was a higher manager, like I had an MBA, you know, things were going good. I had a lot of student loan debt. And so, you know, making that decision to, you know, I'm never going to pay my student loan debt off working for somebody (laughs) else, you know, that was a, obviously a pivotal moment. And, and, you know, decisions like, you know, whether to bring in outside funding or double down on ourselves. I mean, we've been doing that for seven years. You know what I mean? Me and Gavin, we, we risk everything on ourselves, you know what I mean? Because that's how much we believe in ourselves. And so I think, you know, for any entrepreneur, you just have to find that belief in yourself and, and understand that, you know, like you can get through it with enough persistence and willpower and, you know, research and whatever, you know, just go to the ends of the earth to, to figure it out because we have, right? I mean, we've all been in those situations that that have started businesses where, you know, payroll's tight or, you know, your, your cash account's tight, but then you don't know what's going to happen the next week and all of a sudden just sales start flowing in, right? Because you were hitting SEO hard or you were hitting ads hard or whatever the case may be, right? It's just that never ending, never stopping, like you're on your own, right? And you don't want to ever go back to working for someone else, if that makes sense. Right. And so I think for me, it was, uh, it's a hard decision, but it's obviously, you know, paid off in multiples for me and Gavin now that we're to this level you know, we're at 140,000 square feet almost where we started wow. in my basement, yep. you know, like doing wow. little formulas and stuff and beakers. How big so, is your team? We have uh, 59 full-time employees, and then we carry between right now about 60 to 70 temp uh, laborers. Wow. So Fantastic. It's pretty good-sized. Yeah. Um, just to kind of pair it, like the, the, the student loan thing. 
I had some student <laughs> loans, and we both knew like there's no way we're paying this right. off. Like that, we got we got taken by the the schools. <laughs> and uh, it's I mean, all part of the plan. But it was right? awesome because we were able to. I mean, business and being an entrepreneur it provides opportunities you would never get yep. just working for somebody else. And and we both had worked for somebody else, and we knew you know there were some things they were doing and that we thought we could do better. And I mean, I I think my first I was on that income based repayment. And, you know, working as a lawyer, just paying the bare minimum. And, like, literally I mapped it out. I'm like, this is never going to be paid off. Uh, and then you read the fine print. Oh, you're going to be you're gonna be taxed on that amount that was forgiven. You don't even know it's coming. <laughs> and so I, I uh, you know, our first, my first real payment, I was able to pay him off. And uh, that was a huge, huge thing. Wow. Probably, probably more. I'm probably more proud of paying it off than actually going to school. <laughs> yeah, serious. Wow. Like it, it was, it was, that was crazy. Even, but, a, even as an attorney, that was your concern that was going through oh, your yeah. mind. So that, that's interesting that you would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I have to ask, I mean, okay, going back to the lotions and potions comments, I hope that's not offensive. <laughs> no, I mean, they're just, there's no, a lot of companies here yeah. in, in this area yeah. that do something similar, not like what you guys are doing, but yeah. you know, they, they're in they those, sell their own or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're yeah, in yeah. The, that, that product category. So I would imagine that, you know, being around these large machines, they're doing massive amounts of lotions and or other products. There's got to be some funny stories in there somewhere about maybe something exploding or some crazy stuff happening. But <laughs> give us a funny story about operations at some point. We've had some some, some close damages calls. to the building. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say forklift drivers. I mean, you train them. Um, I don't know how they do what they do, but I mean, one just blew a water line like two days. What was it last week? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first big one, the guy had like a forklift and he just started backing up with it, raised up in the air and took out like a whole oh, whole no. wall. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. So you never, there's no. <laughs> and he's still working for you or no? Or? Um, that was a long time ago. So no. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> there was another funny instance that I almost died, but. Oh. Early on, we were setting up one of our mixing tanks, and I was in the in the mixing room, and I was ready to turn like the main circuit breaker on, so the you know the 220 like big power to our main mixer, and I was standing in a puddle of water, and I flipped it, and luckily I wasn't touching it, but it like arced, like flashed the whole room, and I was just like, what? it was like thunder. <laughs> Gavin was on top. The room. <laughs> it was like the scariest thing that's ever happened to me yeah. from a electrical yeah. standpoint, but you know you learn and. And then there's uh, the good old pressure release valves in some of the tanks because they're jacketed, so st- uh, steam will get put into them. And it's normal. It's normal. But, like, if you're standing by it and it just blows up, <laughs> you're like, oh, my decibels <laughs> right in your ear. It's just crazy loud. Yeah. Oh, it's so loud. It's just and air you, pressure. Bluff. After a couple of times, you get used to it. And then the new people come in, and you're just like, that's uh, <laughs> crazy. Normal. Those are the calls we got for gunshots and yeah, in probably. vineyards. <laughs> for sure, huh? False alarms from yep. dynamic blending. <laughs> so, so you're you're now. based in vineyard then? Is that mm-hmm. that's where? You're, what what part of vineyard are you at? Roughly. Just down from the Harley Davidson dealership. Okay. West. Okay. Down seventeen fifty. Okay. So they're on yeah. that north end with all of the kind of that industrial, industrial park in this area. area. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Yeah, and I'd say that just on your other comment, like there are a lot of, uh, I'd say supplement manufacturers, a lot of. Um, Groups that might have brands uh, mm-hmm. that try to manufacture their product, but as far as like full uh, CM contract manufacturing, there's really our predecessor company that we worked at, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them are going out of business in along California and the coast, 
so a lot of big big brands are identifying us and, and other Utah-based manufacturers to be their their uh, strategic partner in the West now, moving away from California. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of really good things happening right mm-hmm. now. For so sure. I, I I was doing some Facebook stalking earlier, and I think I saw on yours um, that that. The company was recognized a few years ago on the Inc. 5000. Or yep. yeah. can you talk? Can you talk about that? Yeah, we were ranked 17th. Um, Congrats! Nationally. Um, we experienced it was 11,491 percent growth uh, you know, over a short, very short period of time, um, and then uh, we were ranked number one in the state of Utah uh, for that year, the subsequent year, and then we just did the Mountain West Capital 100. We were was that a year or two ago also mm-hmm. so it's been been good yep you have a tiger by the tail yeah that's that's what i'm hearing yeah for sure <laughs> that's for amazing sure. yeah when when you're growing like this and scaling what 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 stresses you out number one and number two what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs in the same boat i mean i think i've heard this i think everybody's heard this phrase like more companies go out of business during massive growth than any other time and i think we have the tendency as owners of businesses to, you know, we want to take care of our customers as best as we can, but you have to, you have to plan and be very smart about like what is going on and, and uh, ways that you can save money because that's a huge thing. And then, you know, in our particular industry, as the customers have gotten bigger and bigger, the term arrangements that are expected from those customers get bigger and bigger. And, you know, we get people, Big brands want net 120, and so you, as the manufacturer, we became the bank, and are the bank in a lot of ways. So, um, Central Bank has been a huge partner with us, but 90% of the money that we've ever borrowed from Central Bank is all in POs uh, to finance those POs. So, um, it's it's important to just understand that, like you know, you want to help as many customers as you can, but you can't help them all, and you got to kind of stagger that growth. Um, we we were able to explode because we had also developed another brand that we sold to a very large uh, company that really just brought in tons of business to us. Um, and so we were able to invest a lot of capital as well. But I mean, just in the past year, another four point seven million in investment into the business. So I mean, it's constantly investing, adapting, growing. Um, but, but yeah, we're always stressed. That's uh, the life of an <laughs> entrepreneur. Like every day, you know, you're talking about, oh man, I might have to sell everything to do, pay for this or whatever. And it's just, it's a joy. <laughs> That's cool. What, um, <clears throat> what is your, your end goal with, with your company? Do you, do you hope to take it public someday or exit out someday or, or just keep running it and pass it on to, future generations, what do you hope to do? I think we've we've talked to, I think every type of group that's tried to buy us ever since our Inc. ranking, um, strategic buyers, VCs, um, funds, every type of group. I don't know, for me, I don't, I think we're in the mindset we're not gonna sell uh, for, I mean, for me, I'd like to just have a, that long-term generational wealth for, for my kids and their kids, but we have other investments that we've been able to make because of what we've been able to do at Dynamic. And so we have a lot of other things going on as well, but um, everything from 3PL to 
um, you know, we developed a patented solution that we're co-inventors on uh, called NARCX Solutions. So, you know, being an entrepreneur opens up so many opportunities, and, and so we've kind of taken as much advantage of that as we can, but we call Dynamic kind of the, the mothership. It's keeps everything else going. <laughs> so. so I was telling AJ a little bit um, earlier today about NARCX. Um, obviously, uh, being with Vineyard before, yeah. um, I know a little bit about what the product is, but I bet most of the listeners haven't ever heard of it. So do you want to give them the 30-second now? Yeah. We'll, we'll pass yeah. it off to Jordan. Yeah, yeah give yeah, us a 30-second sure. yeah. on NARCX. And you guys are lucky. Not everyone gets two elevator pitches. Yeah, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to double down. Thank we're, you. We're it's pretty good. <laughs> um, no, it's a, NARCX is a really, really cool um, innovative product that we developed in our lab over in Vineyard that um, dissolves and destroys opioids and medication and other Schedule One drugs on site within minutes completely biodegradable you can never find it you know we've had it tested on analytical instruments down to 50 nanograms and they can't detect it so it works very well um, we've had it tested on fentanyl heroin meth even you know obviously all the pills oxycot and all those and it works so we just barely got our patent issued a couple months ago i believe Congrats. That, that me and gavin and a couple others are listed as the inventors um, and now we've just got a lot of pilots going into different like government agencies. I mean, we have, we're selling into 70 or 75 VA hospitals are all piloting it right now. And, wow. and if you know anything about VA hospitals, they're yeah, pretty big offenders of, you know, opioid and pain addiction and selling stuff on the streets and just, you know, all that stuff, the diversion problem. And that's what NARCX solves, right? Is because it's biodegradable, because it's eco-friendly, like anybody can use it at any size for all these compounds. I mean, we're talking to groups that have warehouses full of stuff that we want to get them, you know, 10,000 gallons or whatever this stuff. Or we have, you know, groups with, um, or, or opportunities that we could put a home or a bottle in every single home in America type opportunities, right? Or, or with everybody's prescription, this goes out. So a lot of really cool opportunities that we're working on, but yeah, I mean, nobody has the level of testing or validations or anything like that or anything close to, to what we've developed here, you know, so. So it's been, it's been like a year or so, I, maybe two years since I was at the facility. But um, if I remember right, I mean, we have the, the, we had the container at Vineyard, the, the little system. Election receptacle. Yeah. And, and people would come in and dump their pills in and mm -hmm. it goes into the solution there. And you're ta we talked about having those bottles at home that get sent out when you get your prescription from the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. But when you're done with that solution, it can just go in the landfill, yep. right? Yep. Like you just take the whole bottle in. So it neutralizes it. everything. Yep. Yeah. This wow. is the lowest grade household waste is what it, you know, we've had mm -hmm. a soil tested at, at some labs here in Utah just to make sure. And yeah, it's, it's household waste at that point. Yeah, that's incredible. That so. is cool. How did you get into that from... Manufacturing angle. So we, we have, um, because of the legal background, we're looking at opportunities to uh, do joint venture opportunities with some of the smaller brands that didn't have mm. the ability to finance maybe the level of uh, analytical testing that they would need to do. So uh, we came into that, and uh, they had an idea, but, um, you know, we, we were able to actually create it. And uh, the cool thing about it is you know, what we're trying to do is remove the medications from people's homes that are unused and expired because that is where addiction starts. And, and it's hard for people to understand that, but their kids that, you know, get the pills of their parents or their brothers or sisters because 
so-and-so had a, a hip surgery or whatever, um, that's a real problem. There's, there's people that'll, you know, friends that will come over with cookies and ask to use the bathroom and then they'll steal uh, those types of pills and, and, and it's a real problem. And Once people get that addiction, um, it's really hard for them to break it. So uh, our goal is to get those pills out of the home and do it in a safe and uh, safe way for the environment. That's the big thing. People flushing them down the toilets, it ends up in the water system. Uh, there's, you know, hormones and different treatments. Like you can go and test water like the Great Lakes and there's so many, much uh, estrogen in the water there that there's no male fish. And this is crazy. Like <laughs> this is a real thing. So, wow. we, you know, we, you know, how is that affecting us as a people? Are we really looking at that data? And, and so this, the way that our, our product destroys it is, is it binds it so, uh, so much and it, and it changes the actual um, physical nature of the active ingredient to where it does not work anymore. And, and literally it works so fast that we had to dilute it by 90% for it even to get from the centrifuge to the instrument to be able to take the reading, it was gone before it would even get loaded into the instrument. So we had to do a 90% dilution to, to even show that it, the drug was ever even there. And uh, we had actually a criminal laboratory, an actual government laboratory, did the validative testing. So, um, you know, we're, we're really proud of it and uh, just trying to, you know, it was a, an opportunity, we thought, but also just to, to help people. I mean, I think we all know somebody that has had that problem. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, I was really impressed, obviously, um, you know, and we were happy to have you, uh, at Vineyard and, and see you guys growing as quickly as you, as you were. Um, one of the questions that, that, uh, I want to ask just with your background, I mean, you mentioned the student debt and you mentioned, um, school. I do want to know, like with your background, you both, obviously you got a law degree, you got an MBA. Um, how has your education played into your success as an entrepreneur. I'm interested to know what your thoughts on education are. I, mean, I think it provides you a, a, a tool belt, right, the skills. But ultimately, like, whether or not you're successful, it's totally individual. I, mean, I know people that got the same tool belt I got, and they're not successful. Um, so a lot of it is your drive, individual drive, I think, to do things that people, other, other people are not willing to do. And I think that's really the difference between a successful person and an average person is literally like what Jordan was saying. We will do things. We will invest in our company that other people would not do. So, I, and you know, it's too risky. That's what they say. Or, oh, I wouldn't do that. Um, but it pays off for the people that truly believe in themselves and understand the skills they actually have. Um, because I think there's a lot of people that really don't know what they don't know. And I think that's something that we are very good at. And we've been able to identify team members that fill in the gaps that we have. Because you look at any successful company, it's that team, that core team of people that, that complement each other. And that's that's what we build. Mm, that's cool. It seems like just sitting here with both of you, I mean, you're good friends from before, right? Yep. But it seems like you get along really well as business partners as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs on how to create that relationship and and then resolve conflicts that I'm sure arise as well, right? Mm -hmm. What do you guys do for that? 
Jordan gets this way. <laughs> I think just making sure you're transparent with each other, you know, and having that candid openness because obviously you hear horror stories. You know, we've had other business partners, minority owners or whatever in other businesses that we've had horror stories with, you know. And so I think, you know, just having those candid, open conversations and, and you know, obviously you're not always going to agree on everything, but, you know, you can keep it professional and, and keep the greater good in mind and obviously the goals and everything like that. And so... But I think a lot of people go wrong because they don't. They either try to hide something or they're the ones that, you know, are doing something shady that don't, you know. So it's obviously important. And, you know, our business is so complex that we kind of have to be, you know, like every single area of the business, like we all, me and him have to know exactly what's going on because it's like, it's a big complex process to get a product from an idea onto the store shelves, right? It's, it takes a while, you know, it's not easy, so. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say is just having that candid openness, you know. Communication's key. Communication, yeah, yeah. for sure. I used to advise my clients when I <laughs> advise them, uh, it's like getting married, right? You are married to your business partner. So that level of transparency you have with your wife or you should have with your wife, you better have it with your business <laughs> partner because uh, you have to be on the same page to be able to overcome the things that will come. And, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good. We, the, the way you get through problems is you just talk about them, mm -hmm. um, like Jordan said. Yep. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're, we talk, it's the Midnight Founders podcast, right? So we're, we're kind of highlighting the, this mentality that, you know, starting a business is hard and oftentimes you're there at midnight solving those problems. And so like you said, uh, you know, you have to have that candid conversation with your spouse and you have to be able to have that open communication. You're probably spending more time with your co-founder oh, yeah. uh, when you're starting a business than you are with your spouse and your family. And so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's key. Um, I, you know, we, we interview a lot of people that have a co-founder and we obviously work with a lot of startups. And so one of the things that I recognize um, really early with a company is whether the co-founders kind of complement each other. And you can tell just mm -hmm. talking to the two of you that you do that really well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yin Thank and you. yang right here. <laughs> Awesome. Yep. What's uh What's next for Dynamic Blending or for NARCX even? Um, we have some big things for NARCX. Um, probably be in the news here, I'd say, in the next couple months. But uh, we've been uh, working to potentially do a very large merger with a, a very large group that will take it to the next level. That's the other thing is just you don't know what you, you do. You need to know what you don't know, but you also need to know where you need to bring some other people. Or your limitations are yeah. maybe, and uh, and you know what things you can't overcome, what things you can, and so um, we feel like this group can take it to the next level to put it everywhere, and uh, you know they own the company Narcan, and uh, so it'd be a, a appropriate combo, I think. But but yeah, and we have a lot of support from actual DEA agents, uh, former DEA agents that that really believe in the product, uh, you know, that really want this to to blow up because they, they know like it starts at the home a lot of the time. Um, but for dynamic, I mean, going to keep growing it, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. Dynamic. We're starting to get into like perfume and cologne manufacturing, cool. which no one really does that out here. So, yeah. you know, starting to offer like custom really high end, even try to get like some celebrities from West coast or East coast to come through dynamic and not through, you know, their normal channels that they go through. 
AJ, you ready to come up with your own scent? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the Midnight Founder scent. Yikes. What could that be? Yeah. <laughs> that makes oh. me nervous. <laughs> oh. Well, this is cool, you guys. Um, I mean, uh, I we sometimes like to ask this question. Like, what? At looking back over your careers and the companies you've built, which sounds like it's multiple at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, congrats. That's really cool. Thank you. What are you most proud of that you've accomplished? I, I love to hear well, I think for me that we're still standing. Jeez, I mean, so, you know we've been like literally the standing up, or yeah, like you know we've been through the ringer. We obviously win awards and and grow, but obviously there's it it goes like this, right? And you don't hear about the downtimes, but it's it's you know it's stressful and and that's just one company, right? We got multiple that we've been juggling stuff with Narcx for years and years and years, and this company for years and years, and so I think just you know being able to stand here and have that thick skin and still be like motivated, I think is you know, good to be at that position, you know, for me. Cool. Like tomorrow I feel like is a whole nother day to come kill it. And we've been doing this grinding like, you know, hard. And, you know, we've had um, partners that have, you know, embezzled money and stuff like that and other entities, like just, just crap, right, that you deal with, that yeah. you got to go through that a lot of people go through. And so, yeah, I think that's probably for me just. The, where Where do you draw your motivation? Oh, I think just just the challenge of growing and then obviously keeping like, you know, like companies like dynamic and narco going, you know, like seeing where that next level we can get to with like dynamic or narc, you know, like we said earlier, dynamic, we started in my basement just as like a formulation R and D group. And then we quickly realized like, no, we need to, we need to start manufacturing too, because everybody else doesn't know what they're doing. And so we quickly got into that and then that. And so, you know, we blossomed in just, you know, under a decade into, 140,000 square feet, and that's just one company, you know? So we feel the burden of all these different companies all day long, and so, yeah, that's the motivation, is just to keep overcoming and get those wins, right? Like, it's we know Narkesh one day, it might be 10 years, it might be tomorrow, we don't know, but that's that's the exciting thing, is just, we know it's good for humanity, we know it's gonna be a game changer, like, why is it not out there yet? There's a reason, Great. you know, and so that's just. Yeah, working with the government, there's always hurdles, right? So yeah, yeah government's yeah. slow. How about you, Gavin? <laughs> what are your thoughts? I mean, I think I have a lot of motivations, right? Like I think it's that personal drive. I think we we really I think we have big goals. We both that's another thing. Look for partners that have mutually as high goals. Mm-hmm. Um, our goals are very high. So like that's that's what we want to do. Um, obviously the family, it's a, you know, you want to give the best for your family. Um, but right now it's the employees. Like I want to do I want to build a place and Jordan I know um, very, we want to make a place that's good for the, the employees also. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know why we do what we do. We just really <laughs> like building stuff. <laughs> I think we grew up in a, you know, gaming environment and just as kids, like doing those sorts of things, right? Like building and, and growing and, uh, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. building cool. the, building the empire. That's what we're doing. What are you most proud of? Looking back. And off my student loans. <laughs> and off your student loans. Yeah, Comes sure. back to that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm proud of where we are at. Like, just the recognition yep. we get. I mean, coming from where we were and, like, nobody knew who we were. And, and working our regular jobs and then going into Jordan's basement, working till 2, 3 in the morning every night for Midnight years. Midnight founders mm-hmm. right there. Like, literally, we yep. put in so much work. People didn't, I mean, they'd ask me, why are you so tired? I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 well, I just went to bed two hours ago. Like I'm back, yeah. um, and you know, 
I'm, pr I'm proud of what we built. I mean, not a lot of people can say they even built anything like this, so we're proud. Yeah, um, but we don't let it go to our heads like we're better than anybody. That, that's the other thing. We're, we're just trying to survive like everybody else. But, Very yeah. grounded. Yeah. Very yeah. humble. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that you've been able to build this, this empire um, with minimal background in, in um, chemistry and, and some of these products, right? I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of background in either. No, of we have a lot of background in. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Like, like he ran an R&D lab at, at Wasatch, the other manufacturer, and then I worked okay. there in R&D, and then I worked in formulation, so I learned how to, like, mix so stuff in, the past, in big tanks. So in you've had a lot of that experience. Yeah. And okay. then at, at the GSK, you know, where I was making Sensodyne, I, I was making that, like, thousands of gallons a day we were making Very cool. Sensodyne toothpaste. So we understood that whole thing, and that's why we've been able to grow so fast. Is that's right. That's right. We just know, right? Like, we don't have to red tape anything or go to our board of directors or anything like that. We just know what we need to do, and we do it. Just do it. So it's fast. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, one of the things um, that we like to do at the end of each episode is obviously give you guys a second to, to um, share how people can connect with you either personally or through the company. Like um, if you're, you know, you have needs for the company, how do we, how do they get in touch with you? And then uh, what advice do you have uh, just as you're wrapping up for other entrepreneurs that are kind of getting into the game right now? Or, or anything you want to just say that you didn't have a chance to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll go first. You, you guys can find me on LinkedIn is where I'm at the most. Um, Jordan Erskine. So I'm on there a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think for me the biggest advice I'd say is just as you as you build and grow, just keep keep really good controls on like your teams and stuff like that. You know, just you hear that like you know not going down the financial side, but just the business in general. Like I said, our business is very complex, but you have to have like tight controls on employees because not, not that they're going to do something bad, but they just might not know, or they might, you know, create a situation that's not ideal for you and, and stuff like that. Or on the flip side, like they're just, you know, they lied in their interview and then they come through your, your organization and then they're just causing problems. Right. And then, then they either voluntary quit and then they come back with lawsuits or something like that. Right. So it's all that type of stuff that, you know, you want to make sure that, that your hiring practices are sound, you know, like all your performance plans are sound, all that stuff, just so that you can make sure, like, your team's on track. It's doing what it needs to do so that no one veers, I think, is is important advice. You know, we've learned the hard way a couple times. Not you losing know? touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which, exactly. which is hard with an organization that's growing as quickly as yours. Exactly. Yeah. For me, also LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Twitter also, but probably primarily on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we, we've both written articles for Forbes Business Council, so you can find some of the stuff we've written uh, and articles that might help some of these entrepreneurs. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, my advice, I mean, I was just given this advice to um, our other company that we were part of called Launch Fulfillment, the 3PL company. And, uh, you know, we just opened a facility in Kentucky. We have a, a much, I think we're going for, what, 70 to 100,000 square feet here mm -hmm. right now. So it's, again, with the money is as you grow, nobody's going to care about the money like you do. And so you just need to put checks in place to make sure that people aren't getting too comfortable with your, your money. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but, I mean, there was a time at Dynamic where they were ordering almost $5,000 a month in just food from Costco. And it was like, what's going on, guys? I mean, I like snacks. Everybody likes snacks. But it's like, you know, there, there tends to be abuse there. So um, I think that's sound advice. And then just know that 
not everything's going to work out, so you better be have plan on top of a plan on top of a plan and mm-hmm. um, you know for some of us with the ADHD like I have like I have a whole bunch of things going on and I think you need that you need to be thinking about everything because um, you know it just could be that one thing you miss and, and uh, it might be the end of you so um, just be very methodical and and uh, build the right team that can you know pick up the gaps that you might have so that's what we've done. Um, proud of that. I'm proud of the team we have. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, you guys, for joining us for uh, yeah. Midnight Founders Podcast uh, chat here, and uh, we look forward to additional success. We'll keep watching you. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Man. Thanks. Take care. See ya. The Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And RevRoad is a venture services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake signing out.